I give you a new commandment. Love one another. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So libraries are full of theological books trying to articulate what our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, calls the Jesus movement. Who was Jesus and what is all of that about? Who, what was he all about 2,000 years ago and what does it mean for us today? Tomes and articles from theologians and scholars, papers written, Needless to say, sermons are written and spoken every week in thousands of churches and gatherings for millions and millions of people. Who is Jesus? What's it all about? Why do we care? Debates over theology and interpretation, arguments, persecutions, and wars have been a result of trying to articulate who Jesus is and what he means for us today. And why? Why all of that? when what Jesus gives us is so simple, love one another. I got to thinking maybe we don't really have a problem with who Jesus is and what he was all about. Maybe we have a problem really with love and what love means and what love requires. So what is love and what does love really mean? Well, of course, there are different kinds of love. We know that. But what is the love that Jesus is talking about to his disciples? The love that Jesus is talking about in this passage is summed up in a word that you may have heard many times before, agape. Agape. And it is a love that extends beyond just being nice and kind. It is a love that, like Reverend Nancy said, is unconditional it is self-sacrificing, a love that is of such divine origin, which means that it is a love that cannot be defined in only one way. It is a love that is fluid and perhaps not completely knowable. But there is an element that is related to this kind of love that is rooted in the love that God has for us. And that is revealed to us all throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Hebrew scriptures. There's a Hebrew word that is used for God's love towards Israel, and that is the Hebrew word chesed, which has several meanings, but the most powerful for me is that this love is represented by steadfastness steadfastness. I love that word. It means God's love is constant. It is revealed in God's covenant with Israel and with us through Jesus. And I interpret steadfastness to also mean committed. Steadfastness means committed. I believe the kind of love that Jesus is talking about requires commitment and this kind of steadfastness at its core. God gives the people of Israel a covenant, a set of laws that allow them to maintain love 
within their community. It kind of, these laws keep their community together. And it's seen as a gift. But as a scholar that I encountered says, these laws that the people live are also a gift to God. Because the laws are a product of the people's lives and they are given back to God. And this is perceived as loving God. It is important to note that because the people have a say in interpreting the laws, that there is interplay between us and God as to how we love one another and what love means. This means that there are new demands on what love means and how we are to express love toward one another in community. This love that is always interpreted and reevaluated is fluid and engaging and changing and knowable in different ways. And underlying all of it is a commitment to each other and to God in this love. So staying committed to someone or something is difficult. I don't mean commitment for the sake of commitment or that we are to endure abusive or destructive relationships. Staying committed to something or someone means that we journey with them even through the changes and difficult times. Because it means that change, the changes that are difficult in the relationship are just as important and should be respected. And we have to take the time to reinterpret the changes from the perspective of love. Again, it doesn't mean that we have to agree or that we accept the wrongs that people do to us, but that we can still be committed in our hearts by praying for them, trying to understand them, forgiving them, having empathy or compassion maintaining a curiosity for others or for the things that we don't know or understand. And sometimes we just have to learn to let it or them go. There is, a, there is love in letting go. So Jesus speaks to his disciples today in this passage right after Judas has left, after the betrayal is set in motion. Now, Jesus doesn't run after Judas and try to be friends again. He doesn't try to stop him. Jesus knows that this betrayal has changed the game. He knows what is, is about to happen to him because of this betrayal. And like I said, sometimes being committed to someone means letting them go to do what they have to do. Jesus responds to this betrayal out of love for his disciples Jesus knows that after this betrayal of Judas, that the other disciples are going to have a difficult time of what is to come next. Jesus will be arrested, tortured, crucified, and so he readies them. He calls them little children. I mean, these are grown men, and he says, little children. Why does he do that? It's intimate. It's gentle. And he gives them the equivalent of a children's sermon he says simply, love one another. I know things are going to seem confusing 
and off kilter once this betrayal by Judas happens and you may not know how to react. Don't worry about everything. Stay focused on loving one another. Disciple by disciple, bit by bit. Don't worry about the totality. Stay in the present moment in love with each other. And that is where my presence will be found. And you will get through it. That's all you have to do to get you through these confusing times. It's as if he says, love one another, stay committed to one another, stay committed to what I have taught you, stay committed to the laws that I have interpreted and commanded. Don't worry, he'll tell them later in John. I'm going to go ahead of you and prepare the way. You don't have to worry about that. And then the advocate is going to come, and that will help you. And as the great medieval mystic Julian of Norwich is famous for saying, all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. This new commandment that Jesus calls it, this new commandment is not new. Love one another, that's not new. That's found in Leviticus where we hear love your neighbor as yourself. It's always been a part of Israel's doctrine the new commandment that Jesus is talking about is about shaping a new community that is devoted and committed to Jesus and to this agape love that goes beyond simply a set of rules, but that, but that is so much deeper. A love that is in constant conversation with God always. Now, humans are very creative and as long as we are in conversation and relationship with God, the ways in which we express this kind of love as a reciprocal gift back to God, the more we will be living into discipleship and revealing the presence of Christ in the world in amazingly new ways. It's important to understand that Jesus is present with the disciples in person at this time. But then he tells them that he will be with them only for a little while longer. But that the presence of Jesus will live on in the world through them. That by loving one another, God's presence will be revealed to the world. When we love, we reveal God's presence to the world. And that is what Jesus means when he says... That's how everyone will know that you are my disciples, because of this love. This new community will be distinguished by how it acts towards one another, and it will be contagious. And look, as we see in the book of Acts, how the actions of this ragtag group of 12 disciples and others, how it spreads and changes the world. The church has endured, despite its errors and its faults, the church has endured by expanding the interpretation of what it means to love. So with all of this being said, here is the rub. We aren't fully capable yet of this agape love. So it is in commitment that we can stay steadfast through the failings of our human hearts, through the disappointments, through the painful emotions, because we know our failings and our insecurities and the, way, the ways that we curtail love and exchange it for the false comforts of fear and anger and unfortunately hatred 
If the disciples could endure through the confusion of the betrayal that set the crucifixion in motion, to stay steadfast and committed to love for each other, allowing for a new community to emerge, then so can we. Then so can we. And here's the bottom line. Being committed to each other and to God will reveal new interpretations of love that will bring forth a new community. And as we wait for the arrival of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to help us in this work of commitment, like children taking small steps towards the goal of agape love, let us also take comfort in that Hebrew word chesed, steadfastness, God's never-failing commitment to us as the first sign on the journey to this agape love and to new community. And that a new community means that we are all in this together. Amen.